This is on the left side, the funny football show. Coming out on top again in the Premier League, Manchester City. It's all over. Manchester City are Premier League champions. And yet this is more evidence that money has ruined football. It's terrible that we've had one of the tightest and most exciting title races in years. Terrible that we've got two teams playing football beyond anything that we've ever seen in the Premier League before. Terrible that some of the greatest players in the world now want to come and play football in England. And most of all, it is terrible that we have to put up with beautiful, exciting, attacking, free-scoring football. Week after week after week. It's all been totally fucked by money. Terrible. It's been an insane week in football this week, culminating in the weekend's grand finale that settled one of the closest title races in Premier League history after more twists and turns than David Beckham driving home after a night out on Miami Beach. We saw four English teams reach the final of a European competition and generally got reminded why we all bloody love football. So where do you start? Amazingly, it was only seven days ago that Vinnie Company casually smashed one in from 30 yards out against Leicester in City's penultimate game of the season. Another cracky. Getting closer. Oh! Manchester City with a massive goal. Where do you want your statue, Vincent Company? In the end, it turned out that goal was pretty bloody important. In fact, so important that if all companies' muscles, tissues and bones had instantly crumbled to dust in that moment and his remains blown away on the Manchester evening wind, it would have still been all right. And given his injury record, not entirely implausible. The goal shocked everyone. Commentators, fans, even company looked a bit stunned by it all. But best of all was Sergio Aguero's reaction, which he revealed after the game. Yep, Aguero's reaction was the same as anyone in five-a-side when Big Dave lumbers up from the back and wildly swings his foot at a ball from just inside the halfway line. No, Dave! What are you doing? But there was always going to be one man that had faith in his captain, that had Vinny Company's back. The man who inspires confidence in pretty much every player he manages. A man who always has his team's best interests at heart. A man that, if you're on his side, will back you no matter what. And that man is Joseph Pep Guardiola Sala. Pep, be completely honest, when Vincent Company shaped up to shoot, what were you thinking? No shoot. Pass the ball, pass the ball. Did you know that he was capable of that? Honestly, not too much confidence. Wow. Company must be really shit in training. Although it is worth noting that Vinny now has as many goals from outside the area as Manchester United hero Ruud van Nistelrooy. My favourite comment on the game came from the defeated Brendan Rodgers, who said this after the match. I've only got huge admiration for the team, because to come and play with that personality, it bodes really well for the future of the team, like I say, to come and play with that personality and uh, against such a great team. Nothing particularly remarkable, you might think, but I have a feeling he might have rumbled us. As you know, we've cottoned on to the fact that Brendan likes a liberal use of the word character when he's describing his team performances. We showed great character today. And to show the character that we've done, and we had to show big character today. Today really showed and demonstrated again the character of the team. 
Well, it sounds to me like he's now going to great lengths to avoid using that word altogether. Instead of character, he's whipped out his Theosaurus and decided that personality is going to be his new go-to phrase. Personality. It's literally the first word listed as alternatives for character. Just keep your ears open. I think he's going to be using personality a lot in the future. And then once he knows we're onto that, he's going to switch to temperament, then charisma, complexion, disposition, and when he gets down to singularity, you know he's kind of coming to the end of the road. Of course, if you can't find the right words to describe something, you can always just make them up. Like a Spanish university who decided that the only possible way to sum up just how good Lionel Messi was, was to make up a word. And they came up with the word regol usionario. To describe the little Argentinian's godlike talents. And thankfully they came up with that word before he and his Catalan teammates faced Liverpool in the second leg of their Champions League semi-final. All in all, this week showed us why we bloody love football. Spurs, clearly, after listening to last week's podcast, while I completely wrote them off against Ajax, said, right, hold my beer, let's prove Jim wrong and put in the most unspurs-like performance of all time to reach the final. And Liverpool did the impossible by overturning a 3-0 deficit to Messi and co as they beat Barcelona 4-3 on aggregate and secured an all-English final in the Champions League. Which is great news for English football and terrible news for any plastic garden furniture in Madrid on finals day. And after the game, it wasn't just Spanish universities that were forced into a creative use of the English language. Anfield boss Jurgen Klopp was doing something a bit different too. I, I, I don't know how the boys did it. Ten past ten, most of the children are probably in bed, but the, these, these boys are fucking mentality giants. It's unbelievable. I like his thinking. Post-Watershed, anything goes. It's a new way to think about football. From now on, anything past 9pm and football managers get to tell us what they really think about refereeing decisions. If you can't see a offside from you just can't believe it, you know. TV channels will no longer feel the need to block out the sound of offensive chants from opposition fans. And forget yellow cards for taking your shirt off. From now on, after the footballing watershed, you have to take your shirt off, have your nipples covered in squirty cream, and everyone watches while the fourth official licks it off. That should boost viewing figures in those Monday night Cardiff versus Southampton type affairs. Previously, at this point, I probably would have made a joke about how Jurgen Klopp should be offering advice on Brexit and staying in Europe, as I have many times before. But that joke, this week, officially died after this happened in Prime Minister's Question Time. In view of the amazing performance of uh, Liverpool last night, perhaps the Prime Minister could take some tips from Jurgen Klopp on how to get a good result in Europe. <laughs> Can I first of all say to the Right Honourable Gentleman, I actually think that uh, when we look at the Liverpool win over Barcelona last night, what it shows is that when everyone says it's all over, that your European opposition have got you beat... <laughs> The clock's ticking down, it's time to concede defeat. Actually, we can still secure success if everyone comes together. Oh, God. I've got the same sense of humour as Theresa May. Although I'm not sure that we as a country should really try and learn much from Liverpool's footballing performances, unless the Treasury is planning on paying out 100 million quid and replacing the Defence Secretary with Virgil van Dijk and is going to ask Philip Hammond to start rolling on the floor in agony every time it looks like the government's about to lose a vote. Although it probably would be a stronger plan than what we currently have on the table. Order! 
Fair play to Liverpool, though. Champions League finalists, or as they prefer to call it, associate champions. And I can't wait to see how both Liverpool and Spurs are going to manage to bottle it completely in the final. It'll be quite something. But the question remains, where did it all go wrong for Barcelona? How did they manage to lose that tie from what would appear to be an unlosable position? Well, if Twitter has taught us anything, it's that making outrageous predictions and bets in public will 100% guarantee it's going to come back and bite you on the arse. And that is exactly what happened. Barcelona midfielder Aruto Vidal said this after the first leg win. I will uh, donate my left testicle if uh, Liverpool qualify and the right one for the Real Madrid fans who uh, supported them. He's taken the term putting your balls on the line quite literally. Although when he says he's going to donate his testicles, it does suggest that someone else could make use of his testicles. It's certainly not going to help his team, because if anything, that performance at Anfield showed that Barcelona was severely lacking in having balls of any kind. And on the topic of lacking balls, or lacking anything, really, can we take a moment at the end of this season to take a look at the smoking ruins of the once great empire that was Manchester United? It may be fitting that the final day of the season saw Ole Gunnar Solskjaer oversee one of Cardiff's greatest ever wins. It's just a shame that now he's manager of Manchester United rather than the Bluebirds, as the latter waved goodbye to the Premier League with an impressive 2-0 win over the former champions. You would say this was a shock result, but in truth, it was no more of a shock than if United had nicked points off City in the Manchester derby earlier in the season. Both City and Cardiff finished 32 points away from the Red Devils, one up and one down, which just goes to show how far off the pace Ole and co have been this season. Already the club are talking about rebuilding for next season, but more and more it seems like an insurance job. You just need to burn the whole place down rather than trying to add a skylight and a couple of sliding patio doors to make it look better. But you have to question the credentials of the architect they've brought in. They've offered new contracts to Phil Jones and Chris Smalling, that's the dry rot and rising damp of this particular analogy, whilst David De Gea and Ander Herrera, the period features, appear to be being ripped apart. And describing Herrera as a period feature demonstrates just how bad things have got at United right now. The one good bit of news for United fans appears to be that the colossal white elephant that is Alexis Sanchez has apparently told his agent that he no longer wants to play football for Manchester United. The issue is I'm not entirely sure if that means whether he's leaving or not. After all, he's not really played much football since he got there. Thank you very much for listening. That is it for today's episode. We'll be back soon after the Champions League final, after the FA Cup final to wrap up this season in style. So make sure you've hit subscribe so you get that episode as soon as it's ready. And I will see you soon. Adios, my friends. Goodbye. On the Left Side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson. 